Hey everybody, welcome to Raven's House of Horror. I'm Raven, here bringing you the 2022 movie, Megan. So, I was gonna go to the movies and check this one out, but I decided to hold off on it because I was like, it's gonna be on some kind of streaming device pretty fast, and you know what, I was right. So I wound up watching this, and I'm gonna give you my thoughts on it, my quick reviews, and Let's see if you guys agree with me or not. So I'm gonna start off with the synopsis, which is a robotic, a robotic engineer toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on its own life. So plot simple, sounds fun, but is it or isn't it not? We'll get to that in a second. So I'm gonna run down and give a shout out to the cast members that actually did a real excellent job in this movie. So here we go. We have Allison Williams who plays Gemma, which I loved her in this movie called Perfection. I think it was on Netflix and it still may be on there. And of course in Get Out, that was a good one too. Then we have Violet McGraw who plays Katie, the little girl in the movie. She did a little excellent job herself. We have Ronnie Chang who's David who plays Gemma's boss. We have Brian Jordan Alvarez who plays Cole. He's Gemma's tech friends that they work with. So is Tess, who is played by Jen Van Epps, another tech friend of Gemma's. Then we have Lori Dungy, who plays Cecilia. Then we have Amy Underwood, who plays Lydia. Then we have the two standouts to me, with Amy Donald and Jenna Davis, who both played and did a sheer good job as Megan. So now I'm gonna give you my quick review thoughts. And if you guys seen it already, cool. And if you didn't, maybe my review could give you a little nudge towards it if you if this is your type of movie. So my thoughts is basically surprisingly good. Better than I anticipated, but but and I'll get back to my butt later on after I finish some other things. But remember that but. So to me, this is a mixture of Chucky and the Terminator. If they had a child, they get Megan. So that's how I first seen it in the beginning. Megan, I'm happy to say that it was enjoyable and entertaining after you get past the setup part. You know, it drags a little bit, but you have to set this part up. And they did a nice, decent job of that. But after Katie, Violet McGraw's parents got killed in an unsuspected accident, Katie had to go live with her Aunt Gemma, who played by Allison Williams, to help her niece get through this time, right? So her niece, of course, she just lost both her parents. I'm not giving no real big spoilers away or anything. So she lost her parents, and you know, that's hard for anybody, especially a kid. So Gemma was inventing already basically Megan, a Model 3 Gen Android, and you know, Instead of, you know how all these kids these days are actually hooked on their phones and tablets and everything. This was like a super upgrade towards that. And she was, she had Megan help Katie through her tough time with her parents. And Megan, you know, became her best friend. So it was basically like a real life phone that was super smart, super strong. And basically you didn't even need to go outside and make friends. You were just hooked on this. So I know Gemma was trying to help her out at the time. Because Gemma was a single person. She was younger. She, I don't think she even wanted kids. So, she, But she was like doing this for the favorite of her sister that just, you know, was in an accident. 
So she had to cope with that. And then Gemma had to get used to, you know, having a kid basically now with the social worker coming by here and there to see if she was a fit parent. So she was kind of stressed out with that and with creating a Megan and trying to launch it with her boss up her ass. So it was a lot of stuff going on, but it was some good stuff. You know, like I said, to me, it dragged a little bit, but I see you had no choice. You had to play it, play it out that way because you had to set up for the story. You know, you had to know what was going on. All right. So she helping her niece with Megan. So, but obviously, you know, in this film, the standouts to me and was Amy McDonald, sorry, Amy Donald and Jenna Davis, who both, like I said earlier, played Megan. Their performance were excellent. It was creepy at times. They, the way they moved and the way they spoke and they actually had the robotic um, mannerisms down so good. It was like real life and it was cool. And Megan, like, it was cute in a way, but actually very, very creepy too. Like, I don't know if I would be able to want to make it in my house. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So, so I was, like I said, I was fine with the movie. But like I said, it was really good to an extent. The acting was all around awesome. You know, all the actors in it did a well, well job, especially, like I said, the two Megans. The writers, the... The writers did a good job. The writing was excellent. The storytelling was good. The way they made it flow after a while. And I know I said I'm not a slow burn person, but in the beginning it was kind of a slow burn, but they made it, they had a nice little flow to it. And there was actually no real plot holes in this one because I actually look for those most of the time. And I, and I was listening and watching and I'm like, yeah, it's actually did a, it's a good solid writing job. So that was a good thing. So it was actually well crafted and well done. Um, the only one thing and the one gripe I actually had with this was like, and this is where my butt comes in kind of starting off. The first two two kills, Megan had like intent. It was like a self-defense type thing or whatever. She felt dangered. She she had she felt like Katie was in danger. So I understood. But then at one point in the like second to third act, I think she's just like killed unwillingly. So I don't know, was that an upgrade or she just became a kill? I don't know how that happened. Like it wasn't explained. So I had a little problem with that, you know, so I don't know if that was an update thing or whatever, you know, but, but like I said, remember my key, butt in the beginning still, the, butt is mostly part of the, it was predictable. This movie to me, or maybe because I watched too much horror it was kind of very predictable to me even little scenes that you don't think is predictable i like kind of seen it like even there's a scene with a hole in the gate and then you just like you already knew my mind went what was already going to happen like i said maybe just from watching too much horror and um the and another thing that I had a little problem with like if you're making a robot for kids and kid friendly why would you have it to have the strength of a Terminator, <laughs> you know, like it should be a, a sequence on it that that's all, you know what I'm saying? That you can override or you just make it to a point. Like if you could create technology to that point, I think, you know, you can make it uh, a robot not be as strong. That's just my opinion. Like I said, you could disagree with me or we all got, you know, our own opinion. And then when they try to subdue Megan, it's not no spoiler, but at one point they do try to shut her down. They do get her under control. 
why not take the, I don't know what it's technically called, the brainwave chip and test that and have it completely shut down and while you have it strapped up. But like I said, then it comes back to me, this is a movie and needs some ways out of, you know, out of, out of, of logic, I guess, you know? So besides that, it was still entertaining. And to me, I still give this, you know, to me, okay, this is how I really feel. It's it's a good movie, but to me, when it first came out, because it was something different and a little bit more creepier, creepier than Chucky, I think it got overhyped and oversold. Like I said, it's a good movie, but I don't think it's as good as a lot of other people made it seem to be. So that's my opinion. But it is a good watch for at least two times at least. I usually say it's a good time for a one-time watch, but this is definitely a good movie you could watch for two times at least. Because I'm sure if you watch it the first time, you're going to miss some stuff. So at the end of the day, I give this movie a two... No, nah, I'll give this a solid three Raven Wings up out of five. So that's my review on Megan. Like I said, it's good for a couple of watches. Give it a go if you haven't seen it. And if you did see it, I'm sure you'll watch it again sometime down the line. Because there are a lot of things you would miss. But I think I missed a few things in the first time, couple of times I watched it. But as always, I'm going to give you some trivia that I know some of you guys like. And I'm not going to read all of it because there's a lot of trivia on this one. So I picked out the best ones that I think you guys would like to listen to and hear. So here you go. Some trivia on Megan. All right. The film was originally shot as an R-rated movie until the producers noticed while editing that it was done close enough to be a PG-13. So they are shot certain scenes to tone down the violence and believe that it become more effective than actually seeing the violence on screen. Jason Blum cited Drag Me to Hell as a good PG-13 horror film was effective. And not for nothing, I do love Drag Me to Hell, and I do think I want to podcast that one. But if you have Peacock, and when you're watching it on the Peacock um, streaming service, they actually show the rated R version and not the PG-13 one, just to let you guys know that. Um, here's another one. Actors dressed as Megan showed up to the Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Chargers NFL game on Sunday in the January 1st game to promote the film. They performed dance routines midfield during the halftime. Didn't know that. Megan's voice is modeled in part of the another famous artificial intelligent gone rogue GLaDOS from Portal, the two, 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 2007 movie. This is most audible during scenes when Megan's voice is auto-tuned in order to sound glitchy. Yeah, you could tell it's not like their voice, but you could tell they put some robotic behind it. So so now you know. Basically, it's from that movie from Portal, 2007. I haven't never seen that. Uh, I'll give you a couple of more. A technician uses a pen to track Megan's eye movement. The way the scene is presented through Megan's POV is very similar to the montage scene where Officer Murphy is reconstructed in RoboCop, 1987. Okay. 
And one more I'll give you guys. Once the first trailer went viral on TikTok with teenagers, Universal Studios had the movie retooled to gear towards the younger audience. So that's some of the trivia. Hope you guys like that. As always, if I could find it, I give it. And that's my review and trivia of the 2022 movie Megan. And for my social, as always, you can find me on Instagram at Ravens underscore horror and my podcast page, Ravens underscore House of Horror. And you, all my links are in there. Well, I'm putting new links in there because I got some new stuff coming up. As you guys know, well, don't know, I'm telling you now, that I'm creating a Facebook podcast page that will be up very soon. And I just got submitted to iHeartRadio. I think I told you Amazon Music for podcasting too as well if you have those. So thanks for the support. And for next week, see what's coming out. And thanks for listening. Raven is out.